And a very good Sunday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here, a tough one at Camden Yards yesterday. Marlins open up and score four in the second inning, but they fall here in Baltimore, 6-5, to five, game two of the series. So they're looking to avoid being swept here uh, this afternoon. But as always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, this is a ball game that might hurt for a little bit tonight. Marlins jumped out to an early 4-0 lead only to see the Baltimore Orioles come from behind to beat them by a final score of 6-5 to tonight. Up and down in a multitude of areas for the Marlins this evening. Let's break it down for you. This is the 10th inning show with Rod Allen and Kyle Seeloff and Rod, let's just talk big picture here. We'll see where it goes. The 4-0 lead early. Obviously, it's early in the ball game. They had a 5-3 lead. That kind of held uh, until the bottom of the seventh. But, boy, Marlins probably feeling like, like they uh, let one get away here tonight. And no doubt, and I think we'll hear that from Skip Schumacher when he speaks to the media here. He probably has already spoken. But tonight's loss was a, a disappointing loss, mm-hmm. I mean, especially the way that they came out. Uh, They scored the four runs in the second frame. They're going up against one of the hottest teams in all of baseball right now in the Baltimore Orioles. So it looked like they were going to have a good night, but then Braxton just didn't have it tonight. I mean, it looked like he threw more breaking balls than fastballs today, and it looked like every step of the way the Baltimore Orioles hitters were looking for those off-speed pitches. And I thought Braxton got caught up today looking like he wanted to be a strikeout pitcher instead of pitching the soft contact, which is what he's done all season long. Today, he looked like he once he got ahead, he wanted swings and misses instead of soft contact, and that just cost him some long counts, and he just didn't pitch very well here today against a really good Baltimore Orioles team. That's, a, that's an interesting observation, Rod. And, you know, the Barlets have been resilient all season long, and they've got to find a way to do it tomorrow, and we don't know who the starting pitcher is going to be, and maybe Skip will reveal that shortly, but... Boy, you don't have a starter tomorrow. You've dropped the first two games coming out of the break. You're 12 over 500. Marlins are still in a great place. Got to be resilient. Got to keep chipping away. Got to have a short memory. And one of the things that this team has been really good at, and that's having a short memory. If they've dropped a couple in a row, they don't let that linger. Uh, They come out and play well the next day, just like they did today early on. Uh, The offense came out today, and they did what they needed to do early, but they just did not work well for uh, the ball club. And when you're going up against this Baltimore Orioles team, a team that's hot and a team that hits home runs, more often than not you're going to come out on the losing end if you don't pitch and defend well. Uh, We'll see how it all shakes out tomorrow afternoon at 135. It is to be determined who the Marlins will send to the mound. Rod, as always, uh, appreciate it, buddy. Always fun working with you, and I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. All right, boss. Thank you. That's Rod Allen. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ballgame tonight. Kyle Gibson versus Braxton Garrett, and the Marlins jumped all over Gibson in the second. After back-to-back leadoff singles by Jesus Sanchez and Yuli Gurriel, Gene Segura staked the Marlins to an early lead. Count is one and one on Gene. And the pitch is a ground ball hit left side. It's off the lever of Mateo. It rolls into shallow left field. In from third is Sanchez. And the Marlins have a 1-0 lead here in the second. Uh, Things would not stop there. The next man to bat was Joey Wendell. The 0-1 is a line drive into left field. The base knock for Joey Wendell. Scoring from third is Yuli Gurriel. It's 2-0 Miami here in the second. And that went nobody out still after a ground out by Nick Fortes. Dane Myers made it 3 nothing. As they did last year. Ground ball out to second base. Throw comes in towards the plate. Not in time. A bad throw from Westberg at second. That hopped up towards the plate. Segura going on contact. And the Marlins lead 3 nothing. That's an RBI fielder's choice for Dane Myers.
And that was Louisa Rise who put the finishing touches on a four-run, five-hit top of the second inning for Miami. Here's the 2-0, and that's a line drive into right field. The base hit for a rise. Myers hits the bag at second, headed towards third. Throw comes in. It's not in time. Scoring from third is Joey Wendell. Louisa Rise has given the Marlins a 4-0 lead here in the second. How about Arise snapped an 0 for 8 with that RBI single. The only thing he would do after that juncture is go 4 for 5 in this ballgame tonight with three singles and a double. It was 4 nothing after an inning and a half, but back would uh, back came the Orioles in the bottom of the second. They got a leadoff double from Ryan Mountcastle. Aaron Hicks drew a walk, and then Cedric Mullins got the Orioles party started offensively here tonight. Here is Cedric Mullins, the center fielder. And the first offering is a line drive into center field. And the base knock for Mullins, who can fly. Touching the bag at third is Mountcastle. He's going to score easily. Everybody else moves up one base. It is an RBI single for Cedric Mullins. It's now 4-1 to one Miami here in the second. And then Garrett struck out Westberg, the second baseman, and then got Gunnar Henderson to ground out unassisted to first. There were two men on, there were two out, and Garrett was on the verge of getting out of the second inning, and the shortstop, Jorge Mateo, was at the plate. Here's the pitch from Garrett, and that is a line drive into center field. Might hang up. Dane Meyer started in. It goes over his head. Into center field, off the wall. Two runs are going to score. Mateo can fly. Throw comes in towards third. A catch and a tag, and he's out. But two runs have scored on the misplay by Dane Myers in center field. It was a line drive that was going to hang up for him and hold all tickets. Brandon Hyde wants to take a look at the play at third. The Orioles said immediately. They would actually go to the review center in New York. The call was overturned. Garrett would then get Austin Hayes to fly out to right, and it was a 4-3 game after two. Now the Marlins would get another run off of Kyle Gibson in the fourth. They had a man at third base, and there was one out, and Brian De La Cruz was at the plate. Here's the 2-2 pitch to De La Cruz, and he hits a ball in the air to center field. Kowser's going back. It's deep. He's gliding onto the warning track. He makes the catch. Tagging from third and scoring is Dane Myers. And the Marlins have a 5-3 lead here in the fourth. It's a sack fly for Brian De La Cruz. Yeah, really nice at bat. And it would stay 5-3 until the bottom of the fifth inning. The Orioles had a man at second base with two outs, and Anthony Santander was at the plate. Two and one is a line drive back up the middle into center field and a base hit. Rutschman rounds third. He's going to score. It's a two-out RBI single for Anthony Santander. And the Marlins lead is cut to one. It's five to four here in the fifth. And that knocked Braxton Garrett out of the ballgame tonight. He went four and two-thirds. Kyle Gibson went five and a third. This was a 5-3 game going to the bottom of the seventh inning tonight. Stephen Okert tossed an inning and a third of perfect baseball in relief of Braxton Garrett. Waskar Brazoban came on in relief in the bottom of the seventh inning. The Marlins had a 5-4 lead, and the first man due up for the Orioles was Gunnar Henderson facing Brazoban. The bottom of the seventh, the first offering to Gunnar Henderson. Swung on, hit high in the air, deep to right field. Forget about it, this ball game is tied. Gunnar Henderson just ambushed a fastball from Waskar Brazovan. It's his 14th home run of the season. That's out towards Utah Street. It's 5-5 here in the seventh. So Henderson tied it at five. Brazovan then got the pinch hitter Adam Frazier to... Fly out into foul territory to Brian De La Cruz for the first out of the seventh. There was nobody on. There was one out. Austin Hayes singled. 
Adley Rutschman followed with a single. Hayes went to third. There was runners at first and third with one out in the seventh. Orioles threatening to take the lead, and the batter was Anthony Santander. Wendell and Arise are situated and ready to turn two. Arise in the hole at second. Here's a swing of the line drive. Not going to matter. Deep down the right field line, a fair ball that's going to bang off the wall. One run is going to score. Rutschman will go to third. Hayes crosses the plate. For the first time tonight, the Orioles have the lead at 6-5. to five. And unfortunately, that would be all the Orioles would need in this ball game tonight. The Marlins got a two-out double from a Luis Arise, who capped off a four-for-five night in the eighth inning. Jorge Soler hit a ball probably 400 feet to center field. That was uh, reeled in by Colton Kowser, and uh, Marlins almost almost took a 7-6 to six lead in the eighth inning. Felix Bautista came in in the top of the ninth. And he got Brian De La Cruz to ground out to short. He punched out Jesus Sanchez swinging. And Yuli Gurriel, who popped out to second base to end last night's ball game, game one, popped out to first base to end tonight's ball game. And the Baltimore Orioles win it by a final score of 6-5. to five. For the Miami Marlins tonight, five runs, 11 hits, no errors, and nine men left on base. And for the Orioles, six runs, 11 hits, no errors, seven men left on base. Bauman is the winner. He's 6-0. and oh. Brazoban, the loser, he's 3-2. and two. Bautista gets the save, his 25th of the season. Total time of game, 2 hours and 55 minutes here at Oriole Park at Camden Yards tonight. And it was a toasty night, and there were nearly 29,000, 28,593 to be exact, here in Baltimore on hand to watch this Orioles 6-5 to victory this evening. For the Miami Marlins tonight, they strike out 9 Baltimore Orioles, and that means that $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down to listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say, his reaction, and who the opener will be this afternoon. Skip, a, big, a, a bit of a back-and-forth affair here today. How would you sum this one up? Yeah, I thought we had a you know a couple defensive miscues that kind of cost us. Um, you know, playing center field, the, and you ask any center fielder, uh, the toughest read is the line drive right at you. Um, he hasn't played many games out there. It's just the reality and tough read, and um, you know, cost a couple runs. But I thought Brax battled. He had a, um, a you know little finger issue going on, and I thought uh, had to get away from his cutter a little bit. So um, uh, battled with what he had today. Um, you know, we had a we had a couple guys on base too that we just couldn't cash in later in the game and add those insurance runs and um, you know, good team good team over there came back and, and beat us. For Brax, what's the level of concern with whatever finger thing he's dealing with? No, not much. He just said it's he he'll be okay. I don't anticipate him missing anything. Brazo in the seventh, what do you attribute those struggles to? Um, I think just a cutter that didn't cut and uh, you know. Henderson's got some power, obviously, and um, I think that you you ask him, he'll probably want that pitch back, obviously. But the I think the cutter there that just didn't cut backed up a little bit on him and hit him, and um, and Santander same thing, you know, just kind of out over and um, kind of in their in their power kind of slot, and um, you know that's when extra bases happen. You always talk about getting the shutdown inning after the offense puts up runs, you get four in the top and then a three in the bottom of the second, just the importance of trying of getting that shutdown in and knowing that 
no no lead save even when you get four early. Well, that, that's the, the read in center field. Yeah. You know, he would have had the shutdown inning really, um, and, and that's the that's the part of the game. Mistakes are going to happen. He, he hasn't played that much out there, so I think before he got up here, it was eight eight games or whatever it was. He's made some incredible plays the last uh, couple games. Um, you know, what makes you laugh will make you cry, too. You know, and that's kind of what uh, what happened tonight. And Bobby Dickerson used to tell me that all the time and uh, kind of happened today. Some great plays yesterday. Um, you know, tough read out there today. Um, but I think, you know, Brax with, you know, what he was dealt, um, what he had today, I thought he, he pitched as, as hard and as good as he can. That was a, t- that was a tough outing for him. It was hard. Um, but I think he did uh, really good for what, what he had today. In the first inning when uh, Dane and Jesus Sanchez, or when they collide in the first, Sanchez gets catch, but what did you see there? And then obviously the initial concern with Dane when he was down. Well, it's miscommunication. That's what you see when anybody runs into someone that's miscommunication. That's what you see. And I think when, you know, you're playing pole side and, um, you know, we talked about it, you know, in between innings that, you know, you need to look at the outfielders and it's just not um, – you know, reading card. It's kind of looking at you know side to side and see where each other is, and um, so I think it was just a teaching moment there. And again, when you, you don't have a ton of experience out there, stuff like that's going to happen. But you also see some really good things happen to him running down balls that most people don't catch, and um, and so I think you know it, there's he's still learning out there. The positives of the night: Gene Segura with a three-hit night. We've talked about just how he's really starting to come into his own. Just have you seen maybe like a weight lifted from him here recently? Hope so. I think the offense did, you know, really good. Um, just couldn't cash in, you know, some extra insurance runs later in the game. But yeah, Segura, some good defensive plays as well. Um, yeah, some hard hit balls. I actually thought that ball was going out opposite field, and some good base running um, plays as well. Um, ball in the dirt reads, and yeah, he's playing hard. Uh, he's, he was playing hard before. It just the hits weren't falling, and so it, it's good to see him get some some good luck. You know, finally and having those balls get through. Be able to start for tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, Oakert will open tomorrow. Wasn't a great start by Braxton Garrett. Wasn't a bad start. He ends up going four and two-thirds, six hits, four runs, five punch-outs. Battled an injury. Let's hear what Braxton Garrett had to say following his start. Brax, skip mission. Bless you. Skip mission that you were dealing with a bit of a finger issue here tonight. Just about what was going on there and how did it affect your start? Yeah, well, it's it's on my on a finger here at the bottom. That's glue. It's not dirt. Um, but, um, yeah, it really, it was really hard to grip my cutter, the seam at the bottom. Um, but it is what it is. Just made it a little bit hard to grip. That's it. Oh, how what adjustments did you have to make because of that? Yeah, I kind of flipped the, flipped the script a little bit through more change-ups, more sinkers, obviously. Um, yeah, slider, slider again just hasn't been super sharp. So... Yeah, just kind of through more singers and change-ups. How did you kind of evaluate your start with the issues that you had and how you were able to battle to get through what you could? Yeah, I mean, once again, I, I battled battled my butt off, you know, tried to make pitches the best I could. You know, they're a really good team. Um, put some good swings on balls. Uh, but overall, you know, we get the four-run lead, and then I, what sucks is giving that three runs up the next inning. You don't ever want that, but, you know, I battled for sure. When did you start feeling everything with the finger? Um, it's I've kind of felt it uh, leading up, but it hasn't really bothered me, and it kind of ripped open on me yesterday. Um, so yeah, and it's as you guys know, it's real humid out there, and my hands will get real wet. So 
it's easy to rip the skin there. And you mentioned the second, just and take us through the inning. Obviously, 30 pitches, not ideal, but what happened there, and what did you do to settle in after that? <clears throat> um, to be honest, I barely even remember the second inning right now. Um, but, yeah, the cutter just wasn't getting there. I remember the 0-2 um, cutter I tried to throw to Mount Castle, just right, basically right down the middle. Bad pitch there. Um, yeah, they just they had a good approach and capitalized on you know bad pitches, but bounced back. Like I said, we flipped the script, had a pretty decent third inning, and continued to battle with what we had. All right, we're right back at it this afternoon. A 135 first pitch from Camden Yards, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 1 o'clock. Stephen Okert, he will open for the Miami Marlins, looking to avoid being swept here in Baltimore. As always, we hope you can join us. Thanks for rewinding with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. It's the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.